Today we are going to discuss Gene Key 35. I have with me Sadie, who has Gene Key 35 in her purpose sphere. As a reminder, the shadow of Gene Key 35 is hunger, the gift is adventure, and the city is boundlessness. Also, the purpose sphere has to do with how you are in this world. It is not what you do. It has nothing to do with that. That's your life's work. But it's how you are in this world, how you grow up and become who you will be for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hello. <laughs> how are you today? Good. <laughs> how many days before you graduate from college? Um, I graduate, well, I should be, I'll be done with everything by the 17th. That's Saturday. So everything will be turned in and done. And you'll be a college graduate. College graduate, yes. Wow. <laughs> and this is the times of the pandemic, mm -hmm. the times of uh, massive unemployment, 26 million so far. Yes. And you're looking for a job. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck to you in Thank that you. endeavor. Yes. Well, hunger. Mm -hmm. Hunger does not refer, obviously, to a physical hunger mm -hmm. in your stomach for food. Mm -hmm. But it is a physical hunger, which is one of the most extraordinary things about this gene key, mm -hmm. is that it actually has to do with a chemical imbalance, all of them do. This particular one, what makes it special is that you actually have control over adjusting that chemical balance by changing your attitude. Mm -hmm. So the hunger is in each of us, and it's really a deficiency in the chemical of serotonin, which makes us feel good. And so we seek constantly outside of ourselves to fulfill that hunger within us because we think that the satiation will come from something outside. We don't understand that we have control over fulfilling that need, that hunger that we have. Mm -hmm. So the repressive nature is bored and these people are afraid of what their life might become if they allow the hunger to dictate their direction, so they thrust it back down into the unconscious. It takes huge inner strength to hold down such a genetic force, so the result of such pressure is boredom, loss of vitality, and no zest for life. Mm -hmm. And just for contrast, the reactive nature is manic, and these people fill up their lives with activity to avoid being bored or feeling empty. They're always disappointed in their expectations because they are looking for the perfect person place or situation to fulfill their dreams while missing out on the adventure itself. Do either of those natures describe you? I don't know. Maybe... I will say that I do think that you do observe a gnawing of hunger for external stimuli. And most definitely. I think like with work or job opportunities even too, I think like I'm always eager to find something that's I don't know how to explain it, but I'm very eager to get new opportunities or things like that. Like the boredom thing, like I don't do well with boredom. So do you ever go within to alleviate this feeling of wanting more or something different, something beyond material satisfaction? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, when I feel like that goal I have wanted for a while or I do have high expectations for myself. Like when I graduate, I do expect something that matches my, not matches my degree, but is, is a higher level of employment status. So I feel like once I achieve something like that, then I will be satisfied with 
my results, but until that point, until I get a job that matches my degree or is well paying, I think then I'll be wanting something more and more. Okay, do you ever feel any anxiety? And you can't feel your chemical level, that's mm-hmm. not what I mean, but did, have you ever been depressed? Have you ever sought any kind of medication to help you to feel happier? No, I, I don't think I'm, I'm depressed because I, I feel like I'm one of the more happier people. <laughs> but I do most definitely have really bad anxiety with schoolwork or with work or those are the two big things that I struggle with anxiety about because I want to make sure that my work is perfect and if it's not then I get very anxious that I'm doing something wrong or something like that so I'm always second guessing my work and so as a result that leaves me very anxious about what other people may think about my work that it's my best ability that it may be not what they think is the best, which never happens. I mean, when they see what I do or my fitness results, then they realize that I'm not not doing a good job. So it's just all in my head. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about the gift of adventure because mm-hmm. that sounds like, well, if I just had more money or more material ability, then I could have more adventure and then I'd fill up this lack in myself of the serotonin and mm-hmm. then I'd be happy. Yeah. And that's not what this means. The definition of adventure in the Gene Keys lingo is that the energy trapped within the shadow is released into the human being instead of being squandered in the world. So it's an internal adventure. Mm. And so you can experience what love truly is. It's an adventure of finding out what love really is. Mm -hmm. And when you, and here is the key, and this is really the key to the entire Venus sequence, that when you give unconditional love to others, there's a dichotomy. There are are two choices that might happen. One is they may take complete advantage of you and just sap your energy, sap your ability to love, and just destroy you. Mm -hmm. That's that's a, a possibility. But the second is that they will stand back and say, whoa, we just had an argument, and instead of continuing, you quote unquote back down, but you didn't really, Mm -hmm. you just responded differently. Yeah. With a different frequency than the one that the argument had started Mm -hmm. with. And so the other person then says, well, what's that about? I mean, they begin to question their own responsibility Mm -hmm. within the conflict. And so... Yes, one may have to start it, but it can move both of you into a different place. Mm-hmm. And do you find yourself ever doing that? I think the second one most definitely a lot more where I, even if I'm in an argue with, with someone, I have to look at like, is this something that I really want to be arguing with them about? Or is it like, you know, I'd rather not argue. It's way easier for me to just forgive and move on and just you know, although I'll be upset, like I'd rather it not get, not that it ever gets bad, but just to be, just to like forgive and just move on from it. And I, and I do know that when I'm, when I am like that, then the other person's attitude most definitely changes where it's, where you're forgiving and then they become forgiving as well. And you can just tone it down and then look at it like that. And then it's much more easier to look at the situation that you were upset about from the other person's point of view as well too. When 
you forgive. So have you always been that way or did you learn how to be that way? I feel like I've probably have always been like that. I feel like I've always just learned to just forgive or try to forgive. Um, I really don't like to hold on to grudges or anything like that. It's much more easier for me to just move on from everything. So what's really happening inside physically is that your DNA is altering. Mm -hmm. So if there's an initial hit with the conflict, let's say, and you're wanting to justify your point of view. And instead, you pause and back off so that you will have that opportunity to see another point of view. Mm -hmm. Your internal chemistry changes. Yeah. And it allows you to accept that your ego is not invested in the conflict. Yeah. I most definitely, when there's a argument going on, I'll most definitely <laughs> speak my views or whatever. But I do try, I always let the other person speak what they, what they have going on or why we're having that conflict or whatever. So I think that's important to listen to what they have to say too. But I think after like a few minutes of everybody talking, then mm-hmm. that's the point where I, you know, I'm like, okay, well, this isn't something that I want to be fighting with you over. At, at least there's nothing in my life that has really has gotten to the point where I can't forgive. I mean, there is a few instances where I won't talk to somebody or something like that, but I'll still forgive them. I just will change who I associate myself with. So without answering the question for you, yeah, what does forgiveness mean to you? How does that affect you? Yeah. Um. Well, forgiveness for me is just kind of Taking everything in, but still, like, moving on from it. Although, like, for example, like, something may happen to me. There may be something that's really bad that I may not speak to somebody for, but I'll forgive them and move on. It's just that I'll choose at that point that I don't want them in my life. That obviously we have different perspectives or something like that, but that's okay, you know. We don't have to agree on everything, but I'll forgive them and move on from that. I don't necessarily need them in my life anymore. And by forgiving, then you free up yourself. Exactly, yeah. No, there's no hatred. And I don't like to hate anybody, but there's no hatred I think is important with forgiveness. It's just moving on. Right, and it's for you. It's not really for the other person. Oh, most definitely, yeah. That's that's the lesson that a lot of people don't learn for Mm -hmm. many, many years in their lifetime. You're quite young to have recognized that. Did your parents teach you that? Is it the fact you have two siblings that are Probably. Girls. My sisters, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And my parents, most definitely. I mean, I think they really have influenced to just move on and don't let the little things. I mean, life is so short to hold on to negative things about somebody or to not forgive. That's the most important thing. I think it's just life is too short to not forgive. The city is boundlessness. And that it has a great connotation because it's internal. It's not, again, it's not an adventure externally. Boundlessness means no boundaries, okay? Mm-hmm. And that, that means that when you open up your heart from inside, the possibilities are so much greater than just you, mm-hmm. just your form. You bring in the, the magical aspects, and, and um, Red calls them the miracles. He actually calls this gene key a wormhole where you can pierce the veil of reality and get into another dimension, and then you have forces beyond 
your imagination, let alone your control, that can help you to achieve what you want. Now, mm-hmm. right now, we started our conversation with the fact that you're looking for a job. Yeah. It's not just a job, because you've been working in the workplace for how many years? Oh, for ever since I turned 16, I've been working. And you are how old now? 22, yeah. So that's forever for yeah, you. Yeah, forever. Like so far. Years. I mean, I've started as soon as I could start working. I started looking for a job. So you have dreams mm-hmm. of exactly what it is that you want yeah but you don't necessarily have power and control over that yeah but if you are in suspension and willing to accept that there are many other possibilities I mean a a offer might come along that you would never conceive of yeah and that's not what I had in mind and yet when you take a look at it I mean it's there it's presented in front of you you know it, it may be the stepping stone to something exactly what mm-hmm. you want most right? definitely yeah then yeah. that's why I think with especially like looking for jobs right now since there is like really limited work options work opportunities available I think that's something really to keep in mind is although it may not be something that specifically towards my degree it may be something that I can still help people or, you know, be support for others or that's something that I really want to work on with whatever it is in life. Maybe work for a nonprofit, maybe a nonprofit opportunity becomes available or something like that. But I think that's keeping my mind open and opportunities available, just really applying for everything (laughs) because I don't know what that can lead to. Right. Mm -hmm. What you're open-minded about. Oh, most definitely. I'm open to anything, any job opportunities, I think. Would you say that you're a very positive person? Yes. In general? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and therefore, uh, you're not very permeable. And mm-hmm. whatever the outside circumstances are, are not going to matter as long as your inside circumstance, inside you, yeah. inside you are normal. Most definitely. I would agree with so you. <laughs> yeah. Abnormal out there, but yeah. normal inside. Most definitely, yeah. yeah. And as a normally happy person, this hasn't been able to negatively affect you oh no not at all it's great yeah (laughs) so what would you like to say to the world (laughs) i don't have anything to say (laughs) i would like to ask about uh the anxiety have you always had anxiety i you know what i think starting really bad was probably when i started working full-time and going to school full-time i think that's really hard and then having a, a relationship and then My parents are divorced, so I split my time still between half and half. So I just think a lot played into the equation. Although it, I I think I realized it was anxiety probably like two years ago that the symptoms of anxiety match the symptoms I have. Like my heart races, I get really freaked out. Sometimes I will go to bed stressed out or things like that. I think really since I entered college, because there's just so much stress with college and so much stress with working a full-time job in the position I work but I try and you know just breathe like I've like I say like I just breathe and try and tell myself it's not that bad and my doctor taught me some techniques to use so I just try to use all of that and just know when I talk to other people about it too what I'm experiencing why I'm stressed out that helps a lot just to tell, have them tell me no it's okay you're totally fine there's nothing to worry about because I get in my head really bad like that maybe like I said like maybe my work's not good or maybe something and it's never that it's it it has never been that it's just it's so stressful Mm -hmm. to have to worry about that all the time about my assignments or whatever so yeah I think the last four years has been a really bad (laughs) hit of anxiety for me
Well, hopefully you won't have to repeat that in a real job situation. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if I was just doing one, either if it was work or if it was just school, I wouldn't be so anxious. But because I'm doing both and because I have to split my time up and do all that fun stuff and because my school is so far, it was three hours of my day going one way and then staying at a hotel and then going to school till however long and then spending three hours back in traffic and then not getting home until nine o'clock and going back to work at seven o'clock or nine o'clock depending on the day and doing setups for work and then doing contracts and catching up on emails it was just it just it's a lot when you're like oh my god like and then you really only get one day to rest and try and catch up on your homework that day and it just it becomes overwhelming where then I do get anxious and then I do freak out and have these panic attacks basically like oh my god I'm stressed about this or I just worry about everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So uh, do you have some goals about working on that part once your schedule is alleviated a little bit? I'm hopeful that once I'm done with school that when I start working again that I'll be a lot less anxious. Yeah I, I do I know that when I am just focusing on one thing I'm way less anxious. Like right now when I'm just doing schoolwork, I I've not experienced the anxiety to what I've had before. That just keeps me knowing that I don't have to worry about this for forever. It's just when I'm too overwhelmed with everything that's going on in my life. <laughs> So if you were to go to get medication, Mm -hmm. they would give you some form of serotonin, most likely. I'm actually on a a medication right now. I think it's... But it's something that it's like, you don't have to take it every day. It's just as needed, but it can make you sleepy. Um, Even like they say, like pregnant women can take it. So it's, it's really just not too bad. I'll take that, but I've not noticed any sleepiness with it. And then Target, they sell these really cool, like, gummies. And it works really... I do... I take that, and then with the medication, and that makes me feel a lot better. Like, I feel like I'm good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't I didn't want to take anything that was, like, needed every day because I know that those things, your body relies on it. And that's okay for... I just didn't want that for me because I knew that it's just because I'm overwhelmed at this point, that it's not something that I need, that it's not going to be forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this this gene key gives you the perspective that, oh, well, maybe I can do this Mm -hmm. without that external supplement. Yeah. Because that may or may not work. It may be a placebo and you just think it works. Oh, I'm sure it's... I yeah I would suggest that that's the reason that I probably am like, no, I, I won't do anything else when I heard oh pregnant women take this I'm like oh okay then that's okay like I don't want to have my body rely on something because I do have that like no I I can do it by myself type of attitude with it like no I don't need any help from from medication if that's as strong as I know that they can't be well I remind you again that this is your purpose in life which is how you want to be in this Mm -hmm. world and so to be non-reliant upon something some external crutch basically Mm -hmm. is what it is is benefiting the pharmaceutical company but you have this gene key and so this is one of your primary purposes for being here is accepting that you have this gene key and that you have this magical ride if you want to take it but you can't get it from a pill oh no i know yeah or 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 any other substance Mm -hmm. because it's internal yeah 
and to satisfy that all you need to do it sounds so easy it's not but is just to give more love Mm -hmm. during stressful periods of time when you're in a relationship or with others it's humans now we're talking about if you will give more love out from inside of you you will ease that stress Mm -hmm. it's counterintuitive yeah but it's real because you think oh if i give in this one time then i'll have to give in every time you only have to give in once yeah and then things will happen and then it'll be easier not to just give in give in give in give up Mm -hmm. yourself but to change the perspective 180 degrees to say well i am benefiting myself when i give unconditional love yeah it's not somebody mm -hmm. taking your love from you it's being able to give yourself yeah when I uh, had the end of a relationship once with a marriage and I was just off the cuff saying to my former spouse oh you'll find love again and he just read back and said oh I don't have any worry about that because I'm taking my love with me Mm -hmm. and that just blew me away I've never forgotten it and he was very secure in his knowledge of himself that his ability to love did not depend upon someone external to him it was within him and that he may change the focus of where it would come out but that it was his and his internal makeup Mm -hmm. that he had his own control over that's good yeah and and the end of that story is that he went on to marry someone else and and had a child and lived happily ever after. Good, yeah. the end. And so did I. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. it worked out for the best. But he de- definitely left me with that message. Yeah. That I take my love with me. And you could just say, I take my love with me wherever I go. Mm-hmm. And then I let others share in it. Yeah. Beautiful uh, motto. Or it really is. Purpose yeah. in mm-hmm. life, isn't it? It is. To just yeah. spread love to anyone that will receive it. Yeah. To anyone that will receive it is the key. I think I do try and always do that, but then sometimes, like, it's hard or, I don't know. I think the reaction of people or... I think it's hard because, like, not getting what you want from that person like that. Oh, and not a thank you even, but just an acknowledgement of of doing something nice, I think, is sometimes is what's difficult to go past if you try and just do something out of the niceness of your heart or just to show that you care and then sometimes when it's just not even acknowledged I think that's what's hard to continue just showing your love again and again and, and that again. is the crux of the whole issue yeah it is well how much do I give without receiving even acknowledgement of it and the answer is as much as you can yeah that's what I need to do <laughs> I do I do I know that I am I I am capable of a lot especially with what's going on around me but it's hard to it's really hard to sometimes well call upon your angels call I will upon yes your spiritual guide mm-hmm. call upon the miracles that are out there to help you I need to <laughs> when I'm in situations like that. Okay. Well, thank you so much thank for you. sharing. Thank you.